Konnichiwa, Carlson. Say what? Well, we just watched. We just watched Star Trek Beyond. And it was beyond great. Did you like yeah, that? Yeah, no. <laughs> Not really. I, I it was it was really good. Very, very good. Very enjoyable. Before we talk about it, I want to talk about how Star Trek nerds really hate these movies. Yeah. I do. say Star Trek nerds very endearing because I like Star Trek a lot. Mm-hmm. My mom is a huge Trekkie and got me into watching Star Trek with her when I was like six. She's watched every series of Star Trek, seen all the movies. I don't think she ever read any of the books. I don't know if she was that far deep. She, she might have been. I she don't ever know. dress up? Yes. Did she? Yeah. Um there was a like a school fundraiser thing where you like dressed up as like a superhero or whatever. And she dressed up as Picard. That's pretty awesome. She has, she still has a communicator. Like it's from the next generation where you press it and and it does the little noise and everything. And it has like different sound effects. And then when I was a kid, we tried, but failed. I wanted a wharf costume for Halloween, but it never got made because we realized it was way too fucking hard. So, and then like uh, two years ago when it was my mom's birthday, they just came out with the pop line of the Next Generation figures. I got her all of them. She was so fucking stoked. So, coming from the Star Trek nerd's womb, like, I think (laughs) I know. It's gross. I understand the people that hate the new Star Trek movies. Yeah. Kind of. I do. I get it. Completely. They retconned it. I'm okay with that. uh, See, but a lot of people aren't. Well, most of the stuff that I see from people that are really, really upset with the movies is that they don't feel like Star Trek movies to them. And I kind of get that. But another thing is, you know, Star Trek, you can't have all of the philosophical stuff and like the really long drawn out sci-fi stuff in a two hour movie. It'd be really boring. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the previous Star Trek movies aren't really like that. Some of them. Some of them are. Yeah. Some of them are, but the majority, I think, are pretty action-y. So, if you are a Star Trek fanboy that hates the movies, I would like to just kind of, like, say, hey, you should just go in with a fresh thought and just, like, understand what this is going to be. That is so funny coming from us. I know. It's hard, but... Because we just talked about nostalgia and Ghostbusters. This is true. I mean, if you have this nostalgia for Star Trek, then you go into this and they change a lot of stuff. I get it. I really do. That being said, I I really enjoyed the new movies. I don't compare them to the original Star Trek because they're completely different different to me. Yeah, I mean, this is primarily an action-adventure sci-fi movie. Yeah, it is. It is action-adventure. The first, like, 20 minutes is very Star Trek-y with a lot of dialogue, a lot of hard sci-fi kind of yeah. being thrown at you. And then it just goes batshit crazy. When they go into the nebula. I will say, you have you never saw Into Darkness, right? Never saw Into Darkness. See, though. I watched Into Darkness with my mom to prep for this a couple nights ago. I thought it was fantastic. I will say, of course, before we go into spoilers and all that stuff, I think this is the weaker of the three. Is it? Yes. Okay. However, still great. Still very, very fun movie. Um, if you like Star Trek, may or may not like it. If you like the new movies, you will like it. If you like the new movies, then yes, 100% you like them. If you like fun sci-fi action stuff that is not complete pieces of shit, like, uh, oh God, what was it? Jupiter's Ascending? Jupiter's Ascending, yeah. yeah. See, that was like the last like big sci-fi blockbuster, really. Well, in Star Wars, of course. So, yeah. But so, I, I, Star Wars isn't like elite with sound. It really is. Star Wars make money no matter what. Exactly. Definitely give this a shot. It's very, very fun. Hmm? Now, this is where we talk about spoilers. Spoilers. Spock dies? Well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely does. Yeah. <laughs> Ambassador Spock. Amba- old Spock. Old Spock. So, 
They tried to bring him back on for this movie, but he just wasn't answering his phone. Is it too soon for that? <laughs> oh, no, God. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. I love Leonard Nimoy. I do. It's I, all, it's I do all set talk, in love for him. I do want to talk about the Spock tributes because I didn't think that they were going to use that as an actual plot piece. Mm-hmm. That Leonard Nimoy died and therefore Spock is dead. And I think it was very clever how they did it. Yeah, and they built it into our Spock now is second guessing what he's doing and wants to continue Ambassador Spock's. It was oh. great. Yeah. It was it was a storyline that I think was made when Leonard Nimoy died. I don't think that was anything that was predetermined. No. But it added a lot of depth to his character. I think the motives and the story throughout this for all characters are great. Because mm-hmm. you get it and it adds tension and drama to every decision. Especially the main guy, Crawl. I love what we find out about him at the end. I thought it added so much to the story we had watched. I was really hoping that there was going to be a really good payoff with his character because through the first really two acts of the movie, I didn't I like I I thought he was cool, but I really was hoping he wasn't just like I hate the the federation. That's the only reason why I'm doing everything. Yeah. And I have no other motivations other than I'm just a bad guy. I figured there would be when he knew who Kirk was. The movie is good at swaying you one direction. So they find out he's reading all the logs. Or listening to all the logs, so you could get it from that. But I think there was more to it. I think you could tell from his uniform who he was. Yeah. Well, and did they ever show? See, I can't. I haven't seen the the first Star Trek in a while. Did they show pictures of Kirk's dad? Yes. Okay, because I can't remember if how similar that they look. I'm pretty sure they did. He might have been in it. See, I, can't I don't remember. remember. It's, I saw it when it came out, so I really don't. Yeah, I, I saw it opening night, IMAX, and then I remember I saw it like a year later, but that's about the yeah. extent. Do not remember. Another character that's fucking great is Jayla. Oh, my God. I love Jayla. I thought she was fantastic in this. Loved her. Her acting was so good. Her motives were great. I liked her design. Oh, yeah. Like the face tattoo stuff? Yeah. That was oh, really yeah. cool. I like the weapon. This movie had way... I like how she learned English. Oh. Through music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The costume designs for the aliens and also creatures and stuff in this movie, I think, is way better than the previous. And it definitely adds a lot of flavor to it. Mm-hmm. Because not only are there gorgeous set pieces, like the entire... Most of the time that they're on the planet, it's fucking amazing looking. Yeah. And there's a lot of callbacks to like the original series where... Case in point, when Bones... What's his actual name? Why can't I remember it right now? Carl Urban. There we go. No, not Carl oh, Urban. the ca- character's name. I don't remember Bones. God, I'm names. the worst Star Trek fan in the world. I like... <sighs> I will just say, going on record, that The Next Generation is my favorite Star Trek, and it's like the only one that I ever watched. See, I so love the original series, but I don't I like the original, one. but I don't know. It's That's the one I grew up with. Nah, I grew up on Next Generation. So, so, I love The Next Generation, but Shatner and them just have a soft spot for me. Anyway, so Bones and Spock. A cool thing that they do is they split up the people, so they have more time to shine. And play off other people that normally they wouldn't be. It's a really off. depressing reason they split them up, though. No, oh, yeah. yeah. And so Spock and Bones are together, and the area that they crash land, doesn't that look exactly like the set from the episode of the first series where they they have to like fight each other? It might have been. It looks exactly so like that. Place that place is in a ton of movies. Yeah. It may very well have been that area. Like it was colored a little differently. It was more like a blue hue. But when they, that was the only thing I kept thinking of when, when they were crash landed there. Could have been. And they were like our comedy duo of this. It was great. I'll go ahead and say this was, this movie's not a comedy. So much funnier than Ghostbusters. 
I laughed a lot at the lines in this. Especially because of the thing that I liked about... Uh, and I even previous... laughed at Spock saying horse shit. So you can't say I don't <laughs> like things that are just put in there for humor. I thought it was really funny. Another thing with the previous Star Trek movies is that they use humor effectively. Mm-hmm. And you have characters that are being funny because it's part of their character to have these quips because they're stressed out and in a bad situation. It's not like Ghostbusters where mm. I have to be funny 24-7 because this is well, a comedy. Well, Kirk did talk about his... His dog named Mike Hat. Remember that scene? No, it wasn't actually. No, it was a dog. dog. I don't even remember anything from Ghostbusters. It's anymore. okay though, because it's at my mom's house. So Bones and Spock <laughs> were really great together throughout the entire. Uh, Spock gets injured. I will say one thing about Spock that I I get. I get. I'm not sure if I necessarily agree with the problems that people have with Spock's character. The emotion. Yes. I absolutely get why people don't like his character. I guess it's because when he's not showing emotion, the way that the actor does it, I forget what his name is. Zachary Quinto. Zachary Quinto. The way that he shows not emotion seems more like irritability. He's no Leonard Nimoy. Which is fine. Yeah, I don't expect him to be. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I I really don't. I'm not against it, though, because he does, like, even though it's like that agitated is his normal state, he still retains that until he actually shows up. The only time I really ever had a problem with him was in the first movie when he just went straight to ridiculous violence. Remember when he just wouldn't stop beating the guy? Well, here. (sighs) That's just not the Vulcan way. That also happens in the second movie a little bit. Does it? You know, it's just not. Well, here's the thing, though, because it is a younger Spock, though. You know, that is true, has, yeah. He's being put in these situations he's never been put in. He's not used to it. Because a thing that happens in Into Darkness is that when Khan and Spock have, like, a final showdown, he's, like, beating the shit out of Khan. And then it takes Ahura to stop him from, like, killing Khan. When he fights in this, it's more out of necessity, like last resort, to save someone. Yeah. Like so I, just... I think if you take into account the first, second, third movie, there is a major progression with his character in involving his emotions. And they could and use the death of Ambassador Spock to really further that. I mean, now you could have him just be completely stone-faced. And now you have a new badass character that can kick ass. How Okay, here's one thing I don't remember, though. I don't. How long do you have to be in Starfleet to actually get assigned to a ship, though? He already pulled strings to get her in. True. But you can't pull strings to just shoot somebody onto through the starfleet academy onto yeah but she could be in there in the next movie they never say like how much time has passed it would be cool if she was in discovery because then we could have like scotty jayla and sniffle nose sniffle nose i don't remember what his character acid acid snot i don't know his character so the plot in this one as opposed to the second movie a lot of the problems the second movie (laughs) had for me at least other than kyle coughing into the microphone is it's not really convoluted it's a very interlaced plot there's Mm -hmm. a lot of things going on which i liked finally you know but they all made sense they all were still connected well in this one as opposed to the second one where it was like really really crazy this one was a lot more straightforward there is a fairly straightforward plot we have the enterprise is going on a mission to save this Oh, God, I forget what the aliens are. Well, she ends up just being with Crawl, so... Crawl's people, whatever their alien race is, I forget exactly what it is. They set up the Enterprise to go to their homeworld, where one of the lady crawls is posing... Who we weren't supposed to know were with him, even though she looked like him, just different skin tone. (sighs) 
That one wasn't a big shocker to me, was it to you? That she was with Carl? Uh, kind of. And not re- like, not really. When it happened, I was like, okay. It was more of a surprise that she just abruptly dies. Oh, well, I, mean, I was okay with that. Yeah. No, I wasn't sure if they were actually going to do that, or if she was just an alien that looked very, very similar to how that they looked. Why would you do that, though? I know. So she's posing as a captain that has lost her crew on this planet. So the Enterprise decides, you know, Kirk it's is like, let's Uncharted area of space. They've never been there. So they go through this nebula, they get on the planet, or while well, they're going towards the planet, then Crawl attacks them and fucks the Enterprise up. Rips it apart with, they call it several times, bees. It's just what they call them. So they're really cool. They're these fighter, they look like R-Wings from uh, Star Fox. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. And they all swarm together and they just kamikaze into it and blow it apart piece by piece. They fuck up the Enterprise. So they go and they have to detach the disc. Is that what it, what did it, it said something. Like the front of the ship. It's like discus. Oh, I forget what they called it though. They detach the big discus part of the Enterprise. Crash lands on the planet. So the plot from there is... Everybody had to evacuate at this point. Half of the crew has been kidnapped now by Krull. Like, over half. I mean, but no, like, everyone, because the only people that weren't captured... Well, I'm just talking main cast. Oh, okay. You know, main... Yes, there's a lot of other side characters, but Sulu and her are the big ones. They were kidnapped by him. And Bones and Spock are in one place. Scotty's all by himself until he finds Jayla. And then Kirk is Kirk's with, with Chekhov. Yeah, with Chekhov. From there, they need to stop Crawl because he has this, I guess, a device or like an artifact that is a bioweapon. Bioweapon. That comes out of a PSP. And they tried to give the PSP to Rolly Dolly. Like, Which were like, funny. I don't know what those things were. They were they're great. like, well, I would know. No, they stole it. And then they ended up being a little bitty. They're like, yeah, they're like these one feet tall echidnas that roll down slopes. Yeah. I, I thought that was pretty They rejected fun. the peace offering from the Federation. The peace offering turns out to be a bioweapon that Crawl is trying to get. And that's really all you know at that point. So yep. they got to get the fuck out. And they got to get everybody and leave. Yep. Because their, their first goal is we have to rescue everybody. And then we got to stop this dude. So, of course, spoilers. If you haven't guessed, we're talking about spoilers. Because I'm, I'm skipping directly to the end right now. Yeah, go ahead. Because I want to talk about Crawl. Okay. Like I said, when... It first started, I wasn't sure how I felt about him. But as soon as you figure out who he is, which he used to be a soldier for the... He was a soldier for the Federation. And he was on the Franklin, that's what it was. He was USS Franklin. Well, that's after he became a captain, when they yep. stopped the war. And he was in, like, the Romulan War, and just all about war. War, 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 war. And it turns out that he crash-landed on that planet, and the Federation didn't save him. Left him to die. Just left him to die. Well, this is according to him, of course. Yeah, even though... Could have been a lot of different factors. Well, we know, too, that once you go through the nebula on this planet, all communications are gone. They don't have them. They're just not there. So he goes years and years of thinking that the Federation's left him to die when he finally... I mean, it's not blatantly said, but it sounds like he went to the aliens that were on the planet, either stole their technology or used them to, like, join them to use the technology to give himself, not really eternal life necessarily, but give himself a very, very long, long life. Yeah, because he drains the life force and strength from other people. I I liked what they did with the skin. He's like the magician. The skin on his outfit was really cool because when you first see him, he looks like a Krogan from Mass Effect, kind of. Like, it's very rough ridges. Yeah. And I really like the suit and how it had the little 
the little mechanical things in the arms that kind of spun around when he was doing stuff. And then when he takes the life force out of people, his skin starts getting like smoother and more translucent. And then eventually it goes back to a semi-humanoid state where that it kind of looks like Idris Elba, but then it kind of looks like a butthole. And I thought that his actual, yeah, motivations and why he wanted to bring down the Federation and bomb this planet called Yorktown? It was Yorktown, yeah. Yeah, it was like this artificial planet. Going back to Mass Effect, it's like a citadel. I loved the Yorktown design. It was great. Like how the ships, when they came in, were under the water. I thought that was really cool. I really, really liked it. And so he's just going to bomb it because he's like, fuck the Federation. I'm going to kill all these people. It's not really a bomb. It's this thing that just like eats people. Well, it's like a, yeah, I mean, it's bombing it with death. Yeah, the the bioweapon, it's, you let it out. They act like nano nanobots yeah that's they're not thinking. but that's how they they just tear everything up and kill everything yeah so who knows what the fuck would happen on like a huge widespread because it's like enclosed in this ball in the middle but of the galaxy but if he would have done that then he could because yorktown has connections with mm. all the other satellite planets this is a pretty good plan yeah so at the end you you find out who he is and they swerve you really hard and i thought it was great where you think he's gonna realize his humanity when he oh. looks into the shape this pine of glass that's floating towards him. a pine of glass what the hell's a pine of glass pine, i don't know it's I'm called sure. a pain whatever it's and you see the reflection of him in it and immediately you're like no because it started, you know, they had a fight, and then they're like, Kirk, you have to open these valves to send this thing into space, but it's probably going to take you with it. He's like, don't care. He's like, I can't get the last one. Can't. They're like, you got to hurry. And then it shows Crawl get up and like have this just look on his face that we hadn't seen, and he slowly is flying up. I'm like, no. And then you see the reflection of his face. And we're like, oh, God. Don't do it. Don't you do it. But instead, he grabs the glass, and he's trying to stab Kirk to stop him. So thank God. Let the villain, because this is a great story. Like, they are going to ruin this entire movie. Yeah, he needs to be if he, a villain. Yeah. You can already sympathize with him because... He's doing what he thought was right. He's Yeah. He thought that... He thought the Federation isn't as good as they say they are. They left me here to die. And being brought up simply to fight a war that now he realizes shouldn't have been fought because of how he views the Federation, yada yada. Yeah. It's great. So you can th- sympathize with this character. Having that power friendship redemption moment would have been fucking terrible. I, I would say most of the characters in this, the new ones, you can sympathize with them. I love Kirk's arc, by the way, of at the beginning of the movie, he's trying to become a, what is it, like Admiral? Something Admiral, because he wants to get off the ship. Yeah, he he decides that he doesn't want to fly it anymore. He's having all of these doubts. And then by the end of the movie, he turns out, you know what? Flying's cool. Yep. Should have been the tagline. And Spock had the same arc. He was going to quit and go back to New Vulcan. And they decide, no, because they need each other. Yeah. Because Kirk would have died in the end if it wasn't for Spock and Bones. And going back to Into Darkness, Spock and everybody would have died if it wasn't for Kirk. It's like poetry. George Lucas poetry. What? Why bring Lucas into this? I want to talk about how great the facehugger head was. That's pretty awesome. There's, I just called her crab head. <laughs> there's this one. Oh, I don't. I don't remember what her position was. I don't remember what shirt she was wearing. I think she had blue. She was hiding this artifact in the back of her head, and it was it was literally just a facehugger opens up. Yeah. And then there it is. It was so fucking cool. I love the design. I can't stress enough how much I love the designs of the aliens in this movie, especially. The crawls people their battle suits look like xenomorphs yeah. mixed with like something from Metroid. It was amazing. And then when we go to York, Yorktown, Yorktown, and we see Sulu's husband and daughter, I thought that was very cool. Mm-hmm. They have. They I think people are making a big backlash out of 
when they said that Sulu was gay in the movies? Because that was literally it. Yeah, that was it. That was it. Was there backlash about that? Really? There's some, some people say it's cool. George Sky didn't like it because it wasn't true to the original character. Uh, well, but yeah. it didn't play into this at all. It was just, it was just like, it was such a brief little, if they wouldn't have said anything about it, people, I think a lot of people would have just assumed it's like a brother. So they wouldn't have mm-hmm. put two and two together. Yeah. It wasn't a big deal. Because the only thing that you see is like the ring on Sulu's hand, picture of his daughter that's in the, in, in the Enterprise. And then when they go to Yorktown, his husband comes up, he, he's hugging the daughter and then he puts his arm around the husband and then they walk away. Yeah. And that's it. I mean, you see it later when you see people running away from the swarm when it's his yeah, husband holding him. the daughter, but that's it. Which to me that what this scene added more was Kirk was pretty down because his dad had recently died. Or it was the anniversary of his death. Anniversary of the death and also in Into Darkness, the kind of father figure that he had that gave him the Enterprise, he dies in that movie okay. as well. So seeing this family reunited was touching thing for him yeah i thought it was great and i'm not sure why people are mad about it i don't know especially because any person other than like kirk and spock they're like who they want to fuck is kind of important because it plays in a lot in the original series and stuff oh yeah well everybody else everybody in the original series everybody else it has no effect on no if sulu was gay in the original series you know what that changes nothing fucking nothing i want to see scotty and jayla hook up though I think it's going to happen. They had like a good little rapport. Oh, yeah. Peg's pegging. He's getting in. <laughs> Simon Pegg was fucking amazing as always. I, I love Simon Pegg. I want to know what's going through his head when he's when he's like, I'm in fucking Star Trek. Like this is, it would blow my mind. Like to think of where he came from. Yeah. Like from space. Yeah. He came to, from a TV show in yeah. England. To, and then Shaun of the Dead, which was just a little movie that blew up. So now he's a fucking star. And he deserves it. Yeah. 100%. Absolutely fantastic. Really, acting-wise, no, I didn't have a problem with anybody's acting in this movie at all. That's one thing about the, all the Star Trek movies that I love is that everybody knocks everybody is true to the characters from the original, but they take their own take on it. Uh, that's why the one complaint I said at the beginning, I thought Bones was too bonesy. Oh, that he was way too... Yeah, he was way so. too into the original, like when they were drinking, mm-hmm. just the way he delivered lines, and I'm like... But then he evened out and got better. I'm like, okay. Well, you have to have a couple of those little kind of nostalgia points i think that carl urban should have just played judge dread as bones that would have been pretty good yeah like spock is just like i'm dying and and bones is just like i don't care walks away well that'd just be hateful it's not what it's not bones at all it's judge dread he's got he's got his own things to do he's got to take down the people just wait for the crossover star trek and judge dread crossover oh yeah it'll happen how would that ever happen? How would that not happen? What do you mean? You can't have a 2080 crossover with Star Trek. Yeah, you can. Why can't you? Because, the, I mean, technically you could. They've done weirder crossovers. There was Judge Dredd versus Aliens. That was actually pretty sweet. See? Essentially what it was is it's like Xenomorphs come to the planet of Judge Dredd. Or, okay. Because it's just like a modified England. So Xenomorphs are attacking and Judge Dredd just sees them as criminals. So he's just popping them and it's just very Judge it, It's fun. There's that. Then there's Judge Dredd versus Spawn. Remember that happened? So what, why are you saying Judge Dredd can't happen with Star Trek? I don't right? know. I just think that like super sci-fi is just kind of weird. Because I mean Aliens is sci-fi, but I don't think it's like Star Trek sci-fi. It is. So. It's is all it? in the same universe. Uh... You tell me you couldn't see a thing where Star Trek, the Enterprise is sent out to investigate something, and it's fucking, they find like Ridley floating in space. Ripley, not Ridley. I was going to say Ridley from Metroid. 
I was confused. Ridley's... They see a giant dragon floating through space. I do it all the time because Ridley Scott mm. and Ripley. I just shut up, just shut up. I mean, they could do it, but it would be weird because it'd be dumb. Well, here's the thing: Alien is is like hard sci-fi. If they could do Freddy, Va- Jason, and Ash, is that a thing? We took Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. Yeah. yeah, it's a TV show. What? Yeah, they're going into like season two. What? It's been a comic for years. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Freddy versus Jason versus Ash from Evil Dead. It's been a comic series for a long time. I knew that, but I didn't know there was a show out of it. Apparently so, yeah. Season two started. Where? I don't know where. I don't watch TV. I don't fucking know. Is this this real? I don't believe you at all. That's not even fucking real. All right, you just keep talking about this movie. I'll look it up. So really the only big problem I have is there is kind of, in my opinion, this is kind of a big plot hole. Like we pick apart movies pre- pretty well. With sci-fi stuff, I'm a little more lenient because it's sci-fi and there's a lot of room for error there. So this artifact that they have, it's on the Enterprise, but the Federation had it at some kind of citadel for a long period of time before they gave it to Kirk so that they could go on like peace missions. So in this artifact, ha- it has whatever the swarm thing is. It's a bioweapon. How did they not scan it and know that it was a bioweapon? Oh, are you talking to me? I'm totally not paying attention to you. I, I mean, they do scan it once they get it back to the ship. But when they scan it on the ship, it sh- they show that they it walk has away from it. Are we going to assume that probably the 40 times that it's been scanned in the Federation, that every single time nobody pays attention to it? Yes. That is that is a long shot, Kyle. It is dumb, I know. Plot hole wise is really the only big thing because and also <laughs> what would have happened if the roly polies had it? The roly polies? Yeah, what would have happened? He would have never found it. He did he only found it because they put it into the archive on the ship. That's right. And he was reading the Roly polies just should have fucking taken it. Yeah, they would have he would have never found it. I guess it wasn't a show. The season is the comics. Okay. See, because I had never heard of that. I figured that I would have at least heard of it. Yeah, no. Whatevs. But it still exists. It's been out there for a long time. A really ridiculous thing that happens in the movie that sounds really dumb, but it's actually pretty cool. The acidic snot? Not the acidic snot. It's when they use the power of beast bo- Beastie Boys to destroy Crawl's things. I thought it was great. I never thought in a million years that Beastie Boys song in Star Trek would fit. And it would work. And then when she's in her she's house, which is the... The USS Franklin. What's she playing? It's a... It's Public Enemy. Yeah, that's right. So it kind of tells like you that... I like the beats and shouting is what she says. Yeah. It kind of tells you the time frame of when the Franklin... They call this classical music. So when the Franklin crash landed, that was the music of the time. Classical music. Because uh, how long did they say the Franklin had been there? It was a couple hundred. Well, that music's from early to mid-90s. No, 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 no. That, no, no, no. That's classical to them. This is way in the future. Yeah. But you said, when did the Franklin crash land? I'm giving you a time frame. It probably wasn't classical music when the Franklin went down. They had it on like a tape on a radio. They had an old radio, like a boombox radio. What? Okay. Hold on. Hold on. No. What? On the Franklin? Yes. The radio she had? It was like a radio we could have. Yes. Are you trying to say that the Franklin was around at the time frame the Beastie Boys was? Could have been. They had a fucking motorcycle on it too. A modern motorcycle. Oh yeah. I didn't think about that. It had stuff from our era on that ship. Okay, I understand that. I was so confused. Yeah, I mean, you saw the radio she was playing it in, right? Yes. It was like a cassette tape radio. All right, you got it. 
I, yeah. I'm understanding what you're saying now. The technology she was using, not all of it was really futuristic. fucking threw me off there. What's it? I mean, we watched the same fucking movie. Kyle, so yes, I'm saying the Franklin crash landed when the Beastie Boys were relevant. But in the Star Trek universe, are they, is that like a thing? Like, was Earth the same thing? Who knows? I think it was just a way to get modern music in. Eh, it doesn't matter. They didn't need to explain, like, I remember that from blah, blah, blah. Well, when they say classical music, though, it makes me think that... Well, that could be classical to them. Well, I think... Uh, here's the thing. The thing about the joke of classical music is because Star Trek is so far in the future that, let's say, everything right now is perfect, and then, like, a thousand years we're in Star Trek. So, classical music was the music of now. They're, like, thousands of years in the future. Because if you remember, they said, I wonder what happened to the crew of the Franklin, and Scotty's like, they've been dead for hundreds of years. There's no way the Franklin was, like... That's exactly what Scotty okay, said, Okay, Okay. The Franklin is that old. No, I'm starting to understand what you're saying, and now I disagree with you even more. Okay. Are you saying that during the... When the Franklin was flying around space... The Beastie Boys were releasing cassettes, and they ordered the cassettes onto the Franklin. You tell me if they didn't, they would have cassettes. It doesn't mean it doesn't matter if it's cassette. It could be a fucking Robo cassette. A Robo cassette. They have a Robo cassette of classical music from thousands of years ago, from when the Beastie Boys were actually alive. They possibly could. That's what I thought it was. It's not the Beastie Boys are fucking alive when the Franklin one. How do you know that? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Get that shit out of my face. Scotty says the Franklin crash landed there hundreds and hundreds of years earlier. Because they said, what happened to the crew? And he said, they've been dead for hundreds and hundreds of years. Yeah. That Franklin has been there for a long fucking time. I'd say we don't, they didn't give us a time frame. They didn't give us a star date on when the Franklin crashed. Yes, they did. I didn't pay attention. There 100% was a star date. I'm sure there was because they watched one of his things, right? But I didn't catch it. I'm just saying, according to I don't know. I guess one thing that I don't really know about. If any Star Trek people know this, because for some reason I can't I'm sure the Franklin's probably canon somewhere. Well, I'd know it is. But, like... Earth and stuff that happens in history, if that all is like canon in the Star Trek universe, I'm not. It may not be. It could just be an excuse to have the music in there as well. I don't know. I'm just saying the time frame could fit because of Scotty's line of how long ago that crashed. Even though everything seemed to. I just disagree about the. I I disagree that when the Franklin was flying through space, BC Wars were not alive. You don't know. We don't know. No way. Why not? When does Star Trek take place? What year? Fucking like 4,000. No, it doesn't. It takes place like millennia from It absolutely from does not. No, I can't remember exactly the time frame. It's not that far. To Fucking chance. look it up right now. 2233. So you're telling me the Franklin couldn't be 200 years old? Really? Touche. I mean, it's not that far in the future. Or, I'm sorry. Star Trek Beyond takes place 2261. It's All not right. that far okay, in the future. Okay. All right. I'll give it to you. So, yeah. For some reason, I thought it was like a thousand years. When they're more. saying the Franklin's crew could have been dead for hundreds of years. Okay. I have been played the fool this time, Kyle. Just like every other time. <sighs> Another problem that I had with it was how fucking bad the CGI looked when he was on the motorcycle for the first time. For the Holocurks? Oh, it got no, no, better. No, no, not the Holocurks. Oh, just when... When they were, they were driving up oh, and... Oh, and they, like, the cloaking device went off? Jayla was on the back and it just looked very bad. I'm not sure what happened there. Yeah, I don't know. I Overall, don't know. the CGI in this was... Great. Another question I had, how does Jayla's cloak units, how are they able to fight other people when later in the movie we see that they just go through people? 
Well, are they fighting people later in the movie? Well, here, okay, not are later you- in the movie. At the beginning of the movie, when Jayla saves Scotty, she uses these cloaking devices that she made to make it look like there's like five of her, and they are physically attacking the aliens that are there. Like yeah. hitting them with the sticks that she had. But then we see her use the same cloaking device on Kirk when he's on the motorcycle and it just shows him just drive through someone. Like nothing happens. Yeah, I don't know. How is she able to fight people with her cloaks? It just looked cooler. When she made, the, yeah. I don't know. Maybe she got lazy. It wasn't made to have 500 motorcycles riding around. I guess. Could have been a weakness thing. Or it just looked cool. Maybe she has two different ones. They didn't really go into the extent of the technology that she had. They just went into the... Kirk's plan was starting to run it. Like, you would think by the odds, someone would have shot the real one. I mean, really. This is true. Odds were not in his favor. They took out all of the clones, and he was still fine. Another thing that I wish they would have talked about... It's not a big deal that they didn't talk about, but... Why was the gasoline in that motorcycle still good to where they could drive it? That was also something that I did think of. Because, well, okay, how long does gasoline, like... Not 300 years or 200 years. Oh, yeah, true. Don't drive your car for a month and see how much your gas well, settles on the tank. Well, it could be space gasoline. Could be space gasoline. She also was able to hook in an old radio into the main console of the ship. Like, that's not how radios work. Because we saw it when she first said... But it could be a space radio. She said you hook it into the thing and make it talk. Yeah. And she showed it. It was a radio. Yeah. You just gotta, whatever. So Crawl's species, one thing I wish they could have touched on a little bit is I'm not sure what their culture is like because, let me explain. You're giving me a weird look and I'll no. explain. When they're attacking the Enterprise, you have hundreds of these alien Rand vehicles killing themselves by kamikazing into it. I don't think they were killing themselves though. Because remember- They were 100% were killing themselves. They were slamming into it and exploding. There's no, there were explosions. Oh, I think those were the, we're thinking of two different things. I'm thinking of more of the shards, because I remember it would, they were like Yeah, th- those went in because- Oh, you they, mean the ship ships. Yeah, the yeah. ships were just, yeah. just blowing into it. Uh, what? Like, was he just like, hey, do this? And they were like, okay, how did he get the ability to tell, is there some kind of like mind control aspect that they have? Maybe I mean, they're just dumb. There's like a hive mind kind of thing going on because they can all- Literally. Yeah. Does maybe they're have, just dumb and mindless. And, I don't know. I just figured that maybe there would be something to do with like how they are mindless and if, I don't know. Just because it didn't really make sense of that we have this guy that was a human that became whatever this race is that rises to power somehow and has the ability to just tell these people to kill themselves and they do it. Uh, maybe they're just really dumb. But they're not really because when you see the actual, like, the, the sidekick that he has character, he wasn't dumb or anything. Yeah, but th- all the rest were. Yeah, true. It could just be like Stormtroopers, I guess. Yeah, because they respected him, this newcomer, that I mean, he's the only one that's ever given them guidance. And- true, because the only thing that's talked about in terms of, like, their culture towards the end of the movie when you find out that he is a human, is just that they had the regeneration. Whatever that the means was to do that, where you suck people's souls out. But other than that, we don't we don't know. I'm okay with that. One sad thing I do want to talk about is how great Chekhov was, because unfortunately the actor passed away recently. Very recently. Yeah. Very unfortunate because he was fucking great. I love Chekhov. I've loved him so in, rough. in the original. Mm-hmm. I love him in this. From what I've heard, they are not going to recast him for the new movies. He's just not going to be in it anymore, yep. which I think is I think is the way the right decision. Yep. I really didn't think that they were going to recast him because it's like it's 
not. Uh, I don't know. And you did inter- introduce a new character who, I, my assumption is, will be on the Enterprise in the next movie, and that's Jayla. Well, they're not doing a new movie, though. They're doing the series. So they say. They will absolutely do a new movie. We hear this well, all the time. Well, they'll do the series first, then they'll do it. Then they'll do a movie, yeah. I hope she's in the series, because I love her. Great. And I want to see more of her. I think the series is going to be really fun. hope so. I love everything. And I really love this movie. Yeah. Like I said, it's the weaker of the three, in my opinion. See, I hadn't seen the second one. This is far better than the first one. I love the first one. Oh, you thought this was better than the first one? Yeah, I like see, this one. See, in my opinion, the first one's the best, and then it goes second, then third. So, like, straight down. I just like the... The stories they told with the characters, and I thought the character arcs made more sense. Okay. It was a bit more true to the original. Oh, I get you. Yeah, movie. And I love, I, I love the design of Yorktown. The only thing I could do without is it made sense at the beginning when the ship was falling apart that they would rotate the camera around. Oh, yes. But then they start doing it at the end and crawls lair when there's no reason to. I don't know why the camera has to do like full rotations all the time. That was also something that happens in Into Darkness a lot. That same kind of I don't like camera it. thing. I don't like it. There were a couple of weird edits when it fights. It made and... sense in the ship because it would show on the floor, but the ships, so then they rotate it to see them walking on. I like that. But when they started doing it in Carl's thing, not cool. I just, it was silly. It wasn't needed. I wish that they would have done the same shots from Inception of where you see it how it is, but they're like walking on the ceiling. That would be pretty cool. So it's just a static shot. Yorktown was very Inception-y. It was very Inception. Considering the gravity was like all sides of the Yeah, there's like slipstreams and... Yeah, and the city like built itself around. I don't know. Yorktown was really cool. Yorktown was awesome. I want to see more Yorktown. So cool. So like it. Is this better than Star Trek Nemesis? Yes. I like Star Trek Nemesis. I did not like Nemesis. I don't know why I like it so much. I don't know. I Because you're dumb. You I also think... like Ghostbusters 2. I do like it. Ghostbusters 2 isn't that bad. It's pretty... In comparison, it's pretty bad. In comparison now, it's a masterpiece. <laughs> Which is your favorite Star Trek movie from like the original ones? Probably Rathacon. Rathacon. Yeah, I'm going to be that guy. But it's really good. It's fantastic. It's it's great. I say fantastic a lot, but it really was. You say brilliant a lot. It is brilliant. You know what also is brilliant? Star Trek Nemesis, because I fucking love that movie. It's fucking... I don't know why I love the movie so much. There... I have movies like that. Like, Ghostbusters 2 is the same thing as, like, Star Trek Nemesis, where I, I like, I irrationally love it. But you know. But I know. You get why people don't. I 100%. Yeah, I get it. But I can watch it and still be like, yeah. I mean, I can watch it and enjoy it. It's just shit. I'm trying to think. What was the, uh, oh, God. I mean, you can't really compare this to any of the original movies, though, at all. First Contact is great. I do like First Contact. I like the majority of them. It's one of those nemesis was just, I I think people were over it. They were really grasping at straws when they made that one. Running out of ideas. Yeah, and that was, I mean, that was tail end of Next Generation. It was too. the last was, movie, right? That, yeah. And then they did Voyager? No, I, if you're asking me for timelines of Deep Star Trek, I've done. Space Nine? Deep Space Nine was before Voyager, wasn't it? Okay, I can't remember. I could be wrong. I could be way fucking wrong on that. I don't Deep know. Deep Space Nine, I thought was cool, but I didn't really like that one. Voyager, I liked. Uh, I didn't really watch Voyager. My mom. I didn't watch I think Voyager, it's Voyager at all. Is that the one with Scott Bakula? Possibly. I'm checking. With who? Scott Bakula? Which one was he in? Oh, he is not in Voyager. It's probably Deep Space Nine. He wasn't in Deep Space Nine. Fuck, I don't know. Voyager was great, though, because I liked Janeway a lot. Well, I, I think was everybody right. liked Janeway, didn't they? There are people that fucking hate her. Really? Oh, Okay, yeah. so I have... She was in Voyager? Yeah. 
Okay, so I have seen Voyager then. Which is the, what's the other one? Fuck, I don't know. I swear to God, Scott Bakula. Enterprise. Oh, that's. That's the one I've never seen, but I knew Scott Bakula was in it. Hopefully the new one's good. I mean, the track record of movies is very good so far. I hope so. I mean, we'll see. Never know. Could be shit. This movie could have been shit. There's always that potential to be garbage. Looking at you, Ghostbusters. Looking at you most of the movies we've seen this year. I'm so happy. Can't I just talk about how happy I am that we finally saw a good movie? Thank God. Holy shit. It's because been a while. It, the last good movie that we saw before this was Nice Guys. Nah, there had to have been another one since Oh, then. no. Really? Oh, no, Kyle. Pretty sure that's oh, yeah. it. X-Men. Don't. I don't want to talk about X-Men. <laughs> I feel like there had to have been another one. There probably wasn't. God damn it. I mean, Jason Bourne's next week, so maybe that's it plus. And then Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad, which I'm very hopeful and excited for. New stuff for Doctor Strange. Looks good. Can't fucking wait. Justice League, we'll see. We'll see about that. Uh, what was the other trailer we saw? Jack Reacher, which I never saw the first one. It just looks it's like Jason Moore knockoff. I don't know. I hope they do a new Mission Impossible. Yeah. yeah. I want to see a new Mission Impossible. I was, it's weird. A year ago, I wouldn't have ever been looking forward to Mission yeah, Impossible. Yeah, I know, right? We would be like, love, yeah, Mission love Impossible. That movie. I want to see some good action movies. They are remaking Bloodsport. Oh, are they really? With Batista. <laughs> Batista okay. got signed off. And right. Jean-Claude Van Damme. You know, I I thought you were either going to say Van Damme or Van Damme's daughter because I thought she wanted to get an active. Oh God! All I saw was Van Damme. I just assumed it was Jean Claude. Oh, I hope it's his daughter. That'd be right. Uh, we have Blair Witch now that we know of. Yes, I'm shouldn't be, but I'm looking forward to that. And a lot of things happen. This is Comic Con weekend, so a lot of things got. Yeah, around. the woods suddenly became Blair Witch. Oh. Which, but the woods looked decent. We were interested in the woods as well. Yeah, definitely. So we'll see. There's. I'm sure we'll see our fair share of shit. I know we will. What? We so Doctor lot- Strange is all we have Marvel wise this year, right? For the rest of the year. Yes. Okay. I think so. Cool. Let's say slip in another one. Oh yeah, we saw Pete's Dragon. I think that's coming up soon. I thought that was hell. Oh, we might not do Pete's Dragon then. I'm fairly sure. Uh, well, there's that's- a remake. We finally watched the trailer for, and I think it looks great. Ooh, Magnificent Seven. That's right. I think that I looks think that really looks fucking good. So I'm looking forward to that one. It's a cool but- like. I fun take on Magnificent Seven. The yeah. first one's not really that fun, really. No, but I love it. Yeah, it's just weird. In the in this year, we will have Magnificent Seven, Ridiculous Six, oh, ben and the Hateful Eight. Oh God damn! <laughs> ben Hur. We have Ben Hur <sighs> coming up. Don't know why they needed to remake fucking Ben Hur. I don't know why. Got to remake everything. Ugh! I wasn't even a fan of Ben Hur. You don't like the first Ben Hur? I I like. I'm just not a fan. It's fucking great. I wouldn't say like I. It's oh, amazing, so or I want to watch. I enjoyed it. It's a good film. I just yeah to me. Mm. If that makes sense, I can like something, and not be a fan of it. Like well, you, <laughs> not a fan of you. Son of a bitch. I was I was gonna try to divert it because I knew that's what you were gonna say. <laughs> well, Kyle, I have nothing else to say about Star Trek other than it was great. Uh, yeah, that's about it. You want to be the nerd? Sure. You want to be the nerd? I'll do be it. The nerd, live long and prosper. Is that what you wanted me to say? I wanted to see if you'd really do it. <sighs> Hold on. You don't have to do the hand. They can't live see. long. You're doing it wrong. Prosper. How am I doing it wrong? I don't think the thumb goes out. I thought the thumb does I always, go. I always just seem to do it like that. Yeah, that looks weird. Your face looks weird. Look at your finger. You can't even keep it. This is the but worst. Anyway, this fucking just fuck, hand. Just end the fucking. Just end it.